Hey, what's good? My name is Farah Ballet, and welcome to my podcast, Farah Ballet. Don't take me too seriously. Well, we discuss everything from music to relationships to lifestyle to pretty much what's going on. So yeah, let's go. psychological emotional and relationship-based one um, it's called fake love and childhood traumas um, we're going to talk about how people well in my case express fake love in relationships because many of us express love based on how we receive love when we were kids so let's get into it so what is um fake love um, I think fake love wraps itself around falling in love with someone and very quickly you're able to fall out of love with them. Um, fake love has the premise of, well, I can't control who I fall in love with. Um, it's it's almost saying it's an un- unconscious, uncontrollable decision on who you love and how to love. You're taking no responsibility whatsoever. Um, many of us have been there. I've probably been there as well. But um, maybe it's not really our fault. Maybe it's because of how we were raised. You know, you can only give what you have, right? So um, maybe the way we received love, our attachment styles when we were kids, um, is the same attachment styles we express as adults. So I'm going to sort of talk about a few did some research today, um, some facts, some fact finding. Um, and what I have are five attachment styles. Um, um, one, I mean, you probably have experienced while you were a kid. I think number one is the people pleaser. Um, I like to call this the codependent, the superhero, god complex sort of people. Um, they're the ones that when they were kids, they probably had parents who always had issues of some sort, and they felt like they had to fix the problem. And maybe when they did fix the problem, or they showed they cared, then they only got some sort of affection back from the parents. So they grew up thinking that um, in a relationship, they have to do everything to earn another partner's love. It's a very, very stressful place to be, I can imagine. You would get tired, you would, you know, suppress your own feelings and probably not even communicate honestly. So those are people pleasers. Um, and number two is the other side of the spectrum, the avoiders. So they're the ones that, growing up, if there were issues in the family, they would try as much as possible to avoid facing that reality. Um, they obviously can't run away as kids, so they would create their own imaginary worlds, their own imaginary um, scenarios, maybe even re, re, repaint, or what's the right word, the entire situation. And they carry this mentality of love growing up, and once they're in a relationship, once things get hard, they avoid the difficult conversations, they run away from it, they sweep things under the carpet, you know. 
and sometimes they actually just legit just run away they just ghost you so yeah um avoiders as well very very unhealthy way to show love and then you have number three the controllers i think this is probably quite obvious um underneath the baseline of this way of expressing love is the emotion of anger so most times these kids have been raised in a toxic environment of anger where their parents expressed a lot of intense negative emotions or frustrations on them and they just had to accept it and they have grown up thinking that that is okay that is how you show that you care about someone by accepting someone's um, tantrums, someone's annoyance. So they do that as well growing up. And in a way, they're controlling the situation, thinking that that's how best, you know, love works by controlling someone with anger and threats and ultimatums. Very, very clear signs of a toxic relationship. But, you know, as I said, you can only give what you have. And this is what they're familiar um, with, having, you know, been raised in such an environment. And then you have the number four, the vacillator. The vacillators struggle with abandonment. I think they grow up to be narcissists of very different types. Um, They're the ones that they quickly, as we said, fall in love with people. And I think they draw that from probably the people-pleasing um, attitude. And once things get a bit too difficult, they try to control things um, with the anger. So they pull in a bit from the anger side of things, the controller. And once they see things aren't working, they will abandon you or just ghost you or give you some silent tre- treatment and not, you know, exist anymore. This is how they receive love from parents who always put their own emotions before theirs. So they've learned to find a way to not feel bad by pulling, you know, the reality creation from the avoider or the few times their parent gets their attention by people pleasing or maybe by trying to shout and ask for love, mom, dad, see me. And they grow up, you know, merging all this together and thinking that this is how you express love. You manipulate love. You become a narcissist, pretty much. And the last but not the least is the loner. Um, these are people that quickly grow up to understand what self-dependence is, which is very good, I guess, in a healthy relationship as you grow up. You know, being whole is important. You're able to take care of yourself because your parents always say, you know what, you can cook yourself, you can take yourself to school, you can be able to figure this out yourself. And they've grown up to be independent real, real quick. But you see, um, there's a space for that in a healthy relationship, but there's also a space for that of complimenting your partner and also being able to be complimented by your partner in a relationship. No man is an island. So they grow up, you know, thinking that they can do everything themselves and they struggle with intimacy as well in the long run. They they don't understand why you can't do everything yourself. Now, I mean, these attachment styles, I don't want to say it's anyone's fault, but it is what it is, as they say. 
but they're definitely not healthy they're definitely not toxic um, they're not healthy they're I, in my case they're toxic i'll say and i think it takes um a bit of self-awareness growing up and realizing that you are probably not um health in the way you love to realize that you have to change these things um getting therapy speaking to people reading books maybe having a faith that exposes what real love is to you so what is what is actually real love it is it is conscious love it is one that is earned it is built on trust on respect mutual respect for each other on honest con communication on kindness and a lot of i mean other things um and it's actually aware because you decide to love someone even if you decide not to love them it's still an an active conscious decision you just don't just like that fall out of love with them you try to make it work you give it everything you can before you probably split ways as opposed to reliving some childhood trauma in your grown up relationships so hopefully this has made me um or helped me express my understanding of fake love i'd like to know what you guys think and where i think it's probably no one's fault but maybe in the end we'll have to take ownership of it and work as hard to experience real love which i know is very very beautiful it's real it's tangible it's measurable and it does last it's not disney it's not hollywood so that's all we have time for one fire ballet and take it seriously and until next time shooty boy